0: locked on flames your daily podcast on the calgary flames part of the locked on podcast network your team every day hello everybody this is editing jess here and i'm just jumping in to say that today's episode was um a lot of fun to edit, and I'm so sorry for any technical difficulties, but let's jump into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked on Flames. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Head on over to rockauto.com to check out all things you need for your car or truck and write Locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us section. Well, it's Thursday. It's the last day before the Flames play a hockey game. feels like it's been a week since they've actually played but i'm joined with um one of our recurring guests nick Lanziani. how are you today
1: doing pretty well how about yourself
0: oh you know i can't complain um
1: as you noted it is thursday
0: it is thursday we're almost the week ready. is almost
1: here yeah.
0: <laughs> not like that matters for us because like you know we. what don't... is the
1: schedule anyway
0: right it's basically saturday every day
1: <laughs> 56 games something like that
0: Exactly. Yeah, I think so. Um, So I figured we could just, you know, talk a little bit of hockey. It's a filler episode because, well, why not? Um, How are your Bruins doing?
1: Fine. They're They're fine? they're fine. I, you know, a lot of people have overreacted on both ends of the extremes in January, people were like, this team is going to win the cup. And I was like, it's, it's January. I mean, this is the kind of start that you want to be off to, especially in 56 game season, but in an 82 game regular schedule, you want to have a good October. That way you can kind of get through November and December. Just fine. January is the month where teams usually slow up a bit. And then you want to start dropping the hammer February, March, April onward. So this year it was like, okay, you want to get out to a good start in January, February, they slipped up a little bit, had a bunch of injuries. And then recently, I don't know if it was, okay, you just got destroyed 8-1 to by the Washington Capitals because you had six AHL defenders playing defense on your NHL roster. Or, hey, now you have Taylor Hall, so you have a legitimate top six forward group. I don't know what it is necessarily, yeah. but they have bounced back in a way that it's like, okay, this team doesn't look as bad as it's been, but it's also still not as good as people think they could be or R or what have you. I don't know. Look at, look at the PDO. The PDO will tell you everything and it's not to solely rely on analytics, but just to kind of be like, Hey, this is a pretty good indicator of saying this team is, is fine. This team's in fair shape. This team's in poor shape. This team's in great shape. And then make your assumptions based on that. When the playoffs come around, my pick is still Colorado at this point. We'll see what Boston's up doing.
0: I, You know, I obviously agree with you there. And I think people are so, like, gung-ho on their team because they've been playing the same five or six other teams or however many um, for the last three months. So it's just kind of like this is the only talent that you're seeing in opposed to a regular season where you are playing – a wider variety of teams and not just your neighbors
1: as much as people hate the, Oh, you have to play at every team at least once at home and once on the road. Yeah. I love that because you I get to great. see more of the matchups you get to see, okay, how would things really shake out? Granted playoffs are entirely different environment, but, um, but I just like having the variety as opposed to playing so many of the teams so many times. Granted, I wouldn't mind seeing more divisional matchups. I'm fine if they want to going into next season, say, okay, so the Central Division only plays people in the Metropolitan Division X many times, the Mm -hmm. Atlantic Division X many times. And now the rest of the Western Conference, one game fewer. That way you get more games within your own division. I'm fine with that. Yeah. As it is, the schedule is going to have to change with Seattle coming into the league and you have 32 teams and now suddenly you have to do the math how to get 32 to equal 82. (laughs)
0: Um, They'll figure out a way to do it. And I'm sure that, you know, if somebody has proposed that idea, they've shut it down. But, uh, you know, somebody will just, like, steal that idea and be like, it was mine all along. This is what we're going to do.
1: Even though, for like the last five years, we've been planning oh, if there ever is a 30 second team, then we could have X, Y, or Z scenarios.
0: It's just interesting to see how things will shake out, especially with, I almost said Vancouver, no, Seattle. Uh,
1: Basically the same place.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could, I still remember back in 2011 when people were posting, I mean, it was in a newspaper, if that just goes to show you the times. Remember Uh, newspapers? (laughs) Back in my day, but it was a picture from a Seattle newspaper of Vancouver on fire.
1: And you're like, oh, yeah, Vancouver, Washington.
0: Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's um, it's not good that the city's on fire, but, like, it's, it's kind of cool that you can, like, see it,
1: like, you know, from kind of cool that the city not named the Calgary Flames is <laughs> literally burning.
0: I, I am very, I don't to say nervous about the expansion draft because everybody has Vegas in their mind and how they turned a bunch of these fourth liners into stars and, you know. And...
1: Who had William Carlson on their list?
0: not me like I just it's so interesting but I feel like the expectations are high but it it might not be the same it's not I I don't know I think that the Kraken are doing an amazing job with a lot of things that teams that have been in the league for like nearly 100 years should be doing but um it's gonna be interesting to say the least
1: Yeah, I mean, you say it the best because no one really knows what to expect.
0: Right. Hey, it's Jess just popping in here to remind you all to head on over to BlueNile.com and check out their 1010 collection. The 1010 collection was created by 10 female designers who created very beautiful rings for the special women in your life, whether that be a romantic partner or your mother or anyone else you can put a smile on their face with this limited time collection available now through mother's day blue nile has ethically sourced diamonds from botswana and their jewelry is absolutely gorgeous i love looking at their engagement rings and of course you know they're fairly priced as well head on over to blue nile.com today and search 10 by 10 to find that perfect something for your perfect someone
1: and and no one knew what to expect going into vegas necessarily but they said oh well you know think like the atlanta thrashers because that was a more recent expansion team at the time or wow. the columbus blue jackets or the minnesota wild insert any of the 90s teams here and early 2000s obviously but vegas destroyed that mold mostly because of how the expansion draft was written itself and due to the fact that oh surprisingly we don't have a lot of diluted talent because after 20 years of league growth we were able to get so many players registered drafted etc so you get to this point now where seattle's coming in vegas is exempt so they're still picking from 30 of the 31 teams so all the great players on the golden knights are still going to be Golden Knights going into next season as long as they're under contract and as long as they don't pull a you know, New York Rangers 1990s scenario where they sign Petrangelo again and then trade one of their better players because, well, that's just what happens when you spend ridiculous amounts of money in the free agency. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's how Vegas runs their organization currently, and somehow it's worked for them. They made the playoffs all four years of their existence. So Seattle gets this exceptionally high standard set for them given that they have Ron Francis given that they have some of the best pro scouts in the, in the, the, uh, the game today, as well as some of the better amateur scouts that are lesser known of. And yeah, this year is going to be exceptionally difficult with the draft. I'm talking strictly amateur draft, not expansion draft here for those of you that, that don't really realize at home. Although I feel like most people in Canada know OHL there's rest of the seasons canceled Yeah. The QMJHL, no idea what's going to happen there. The WHL, they kind of never even really got restarted and they sort of got underway and they sort of haven't gotten underway because they can play in Canada and get things done, but they can't really have the teams in the States do things. It's a whole mess. And I do not envy anyone that's, you know, dealing with the first overall pick this year. Yeah. I mean, Owen Power, he should be good, but he could also go second overall. Who knows?
0: Exactly. Uh, Like, I'm glad that this isn't my job. To have exactly to figure that out because
1: as much as I'd love to work for the Kraken, I'm fine with not jumping in this off season.
0: Yeah, like I'll wait. I, you know, let me. I'll let y'all get established.
1: Unless they want me to do like this and just say, okay, so everything is on fire, and from that we're going to pick through the ashes and we're going to claim our phoenix, and they're going to rise and you know yeah. be reborn and everything.
0: I. I'm excited for it. And then, like, on topic of the amateur draft, I had a different Nick on here last week, and he was talking about how it's going to be difficult, too, because you don't have the usual, um, you know, junior leagues that these players come from. Right. So a lot – that's why we saw most of the draft picks – included in trades be for
1: next year the more valuable hey everything's hopefully going to be kind of normal fewer players will be going over to europe for a year i mean this year it would almost make sense by default if it's a more college hockey heavy draft yeah but at the same time a lot of players get drafted and then go play college hockey so it's kind of like well who really is available of the 18 or so guys that you just saw win at umass who still is undrafted.
0: Exactly. And, you know, it's going to be an interesting time. I think that, you know, we're going to... One of my favorite things is watching how players develop, and I think that this draft class is going to be an interesting one to keep an eye on because, well, they don't have... Most of the players aren't going to have this season under their belt of that, like that extra year of development. For
1: once pro scouts and amateur scouts have about the same number of notes that I have when I get to watch <laughs> CHL games on TV. Yeah. Soon.
0: Well, I think that like wraps up that wonderful draft segment. And before we continue on with the show, I did just want to remind you all to make sure that you are subscribed to Locked On Flames on your favorite podcast app and you know downloading the show every day so you never miss an episode and rockauto.com is a sponsor of today's show and I just wanted to give them some love because they have all the parts your car or truck will ever need. They're a family-owned business. You don't have to leave your house to support them. I know that many people while getting the vaccine, are still kind of on the outside um, of wanting to spend extra time in stores. So being able to shop from the comfort of your couch, your bed, your toilet, your office, your desk, wherever you are, rockauto.com has exactly what you're looking for on their easy-to-navigate website. And you can head on over to rockauto.com and write... um, Locked On in there, How Did You Hear About Us section. So make sure you head on over to rockauto.com and write Locked On in there, How Did You Hear About Us section. bet online AG is the number one trusted source of sports betting here at the Locked On Podcast Network. And they have us covered with live updates on props and everything around every single league uh, from the NHL, NFL to uh MLB and of course iSports and or esports and iRacing. So head on over to BetOnlineAG and sign up today for your free online account and you can use promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. That's promo code locked on when you sign up for a free account and you can get a 50% welcome bonus when you sign up today. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto.
1: Well, I know you probably want to talk about the Calgary Flames, given it is the Flames, Locked on Flames. We don't have to talk. And more and more about the Flames. And that's about all that we need to talk about the Flames. Yeah. Uh, You know, initial reaction to, hey, what's it like without Sam Bennett? Yeah. It it turns out the the room is still pretty much the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So... Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thanks for sticking around with us and you know, enjoying your fine Thursday. I hope you're all doing well out there wherever you are. Um, I again, I wanted to get an outsider's perspective on the trade deadline moves with Calgary, and it has much changed with Sam Bennett and Riddick being gone. Do you think?
1: In terms of Calgary's room itself, no, which is kind of telling. I mean, the Flames, they're right now fifth in the division, 41 points, eight points behind Montreal for the last playoff spot. So it's still realistic. There is a chance. Yeah. Of course, it's crunch time. Flames have 11 games left. The Habs have 12 games left. And, uh, you know, the teams above them, well, it's, it's not really realistic. Edmonton has 56 points. I don't think Calgary will be moving up to third. So at this point, it's really come down to these two teams, although there's always a chance that the Vancouver Canucks, who just beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in back-to-back games for the first time in, what, 24, 25 days since their last game. Yep. It's just insanity right now in the North Division, but not in the way that most people expected. Oh, it's going to be a fight among the the top two or three teams. It's going to be a close battle. Sure, it still is because there's, you know, five points separating them. But, But the fight is really for fourth place. Yeah. And there are three teams realistically in it, despite the fact that Ottawa is only three points behind Vancouver, which is only about 13 points off of Montreal. Yeah, I know they have, you know, 10 games left. (laughs) I'm not saying it's realistic, but mathematically speaking, nobody is out of the picture here, which is both good and bad news for Calgary. It's good news because if they can just get anything together, there's a chance that they could beat Montreal and get the fourth. Spot in the divisional playoffs it's bad news for calgary because they're in control of their own fate and i don't think they've really fully understood what that means to them
0: no they don't and i don't think that they will um i saw somebody say on twitter the other day they were like i just need one of the kachuk brothers in the playoffs and i'll be happy i don't care which one and I was like, yeah, you know, I, I don't think it'll be Brady, and I um I, I don't think it'll be Matthew either. So unless there's another one out there, we're not we're probably not going to see a Kachuk in the playoffs this year. So
1: in terms of David Riddick going to Toronto, you know, best of luck to him. I don't know what's going to look like in the off season for him. I don't even know what's going to look like for the Maple Leafs and Nut because everyone's saying, oh well, Jack Campbell's the guy now. Sure. I don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he can't be a starter in this league. I am saying I've yet to fully see it. I think this is a great season he's having where he can really break out and emerge as one of the the late blooming goaltenders and be Mm -hmm. like, no, I I am good. I deserve to be a starter. I was taken, you know, like 11th overall in 2010 by Dallas for a reason. And uh, I would love to see that work out for the Maple Leafs because they haven't really had that goaltender that can get it done in the regular season and then turn things up a bit in the playoffs. Not to say that Frederick Anderson can't win the big games, but just to mention that, you know, there's been a consistency issue there, whether it's partially influenced by their defense or not, which, you know, TJ Brody, former flame, he's now in Toronto. See how that works out. But uh, Sam Bennett with Florida, this is a clear example of like what we could see with Seattle and what we saw with Vegas. Some guy just, has hit a wall in their current place and change of scenery happens. And immediately it's, it's like a change overnight when it looks, Oh, this guy actually can play. Well, yeah, they've always had that ability, but it depends on who they have around them. Yeah. I think of when Jonathan Marshall, and Riley Smith went from Florida to Vegas, they had average years that to everyone else in Florida. Oh, that was a down year. That was terrible. They can't play at this level or whatever, or you just don't feel like giving Riley Smith $5 million a year, or whatever you you want to just, Get rid of the contracts. So Vegas gets it. And what do you know? When you put them together plus William Carlson in the first season, or you split them up amongst, you know, the top six that they currently have, turns out they're pretty good. They're pretty good. And we've said time and time again on this and other shows where the NHL isn't just about having all the superstars on one team. Yep. It's about having the right combination of superstars and yeah. I hate the term, but the glue guy characters, the the ones that really make the team work because in the room, they let each other just be themselves. And on the ice, they complement each other's playing style. Definitely. I don't know if I see that with the flames.
0: No, um, I don't honestly. And that's like, not to knock them. I think that, you know, they're all a good group of guys, but it's just that, cohesiveness of the team and for a while their issue was that they couldn't get on the same page on the ice and it didn't look like it was happening off the ice either i think i don't think that it's clicky in um any way i just think that it's just not one of those teams that kind of has bonding
1: Right. They're they're not giving me Columbus Blue Jackets vibes, but they're giving me, you know, like kids love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but kids love those sandwiches with the crust cut off. Yep. Calgary needs to go through the roster and, and get rid of the crust at this point.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people are expecting that this summer and I don't know how much of it will be cut off if it'll be a quick you know, like one and done swift thing. But, they might
1: try uh, to pull a fast one and cut the sandwich diagonally and say, oh, see, it's better it's this gone.
0: way. It, yeah. It's
1: the same ingredients. Right. What can Daryl Sutter really do?
0: Nothing. And I think, you know, for a while, everybody kind of wanted to blame it on coaching. But when you have it, such an experienced coach come in and take over, and he's even struggling to, you know, string some wins together. I don't necessarily think that it's all on the coach.
1: Right. So it all comes down to just this isn't it. They're too good yeah. to be bad, and they're too bad to be good.
0: It's mediocrity.
1: Exactly. It's, it's true middle-of-the-road mm. hockey, yeah. which is fine. It's not the worst thing. It's fine if you're saying, okay, well, I guess this year isn't really going our way. Now we need to make some serious moves in the offseason. It's not fine if it becomes a two or three years in a row sort of thing.
0: Right. And that's where, you know, I talk about, I talk about it a lot on the show, um, especially this week. It's like, do you want to just be eliminated from playoff contention relatively soon, or do you want to have an embarrassing playoff exit? Kind of, you know, you didn't technically even make it past the first round last year you made the play-in round. Like, you made it past the play-in round against Winnipeg after Mark Shifley and I think it was Line A. Um,
1: Basically, every Winnipeg Jet was injured. Yeah,
0: like, you You, di- you weren't facing the top, the top stars of the team. And then you went on to lose to Dallas in seven, six games? Yes, six games. And um, that wasn't a great series either they just kind of got lucky so it's just you know you got to pick and choose your battles and i think for calgary's sake they need to just sit this one out you know playoffs give it it to someone else it's like oh you know i'll pass thank you
1: i'm a fan of looking at the playoffs and saying a three to five year run is always kind of you know Mm -hmm. you want to be improving and then by the third year fourth year fifth year win a cup ultimately This is one of those cases where I do think it's to the benefit of the Flames to sit this one out. Though the playoff experience is always great for anyone that gets it. It's better to have it than to not have it, but it's also better to avoid going a step backwards Mm -hmm. by actually taking a step backwards instead of one step forward, two steps back. Because, The way that they've made their first round exits the last couple of years, the way that they haven't gotten another step forward in the postseason has just limited their chances at really figuring out, is this the core that can get it done? Right. And then trying to make some of the more expendable moves where they need to. So having this sort of year, it's not a reset in and of itself. It's not a restart button thing, but it is kind of a smack in the face thanks to reality, to the front office to say, okay, now what? You need to figure out how to get back into that. Okay, next year we'll make it in the first round. The year after that we'll make it into the second round. The year after that, at least a conference final, and that is considered success. But right now it's the, okay, so this didn't work for the last seven years of Johnny Gaudreau or what have you. Do you face that true turning point and trade him? Or do you finally get him, the players around him, that can make something happen.
0: Right. And, you know, I, I haven't called it, like, a rebuild or, like, a reset or anything like that on the show. I've called it It'd have to uh, be
1: auto at this point to, right. to have a rebuild. It
0: would have to be that severe, and it's not... We'd have to
1: see this again next year, but make it, like, 10 points worse.
0: Right. And it's just kind of, like, a weird transition period before a potential rebuild. It's just kind of, like plugging the holes with some flex seal (laughs) before the ship sinks. It's not even
1: a retool on the fly because, again, we've we've seen what they can do in the short periods of time spans where it's, oh, hey, Matthew Kachuk looks pretty good. Maybe you want to try to find a couple of guys that can play with him on his line, whether they're currently on the roster or externally. Find someone to complement his style.
0: And that's a whole other tangent I could get on but he's having a down season as well very streaky and you know I don't think it's an injury at this point but I'll be interested to see what what we hear in his um, you know season ending presser and media day and all that good stuff
1: might not be an injury but it might be that he didn't get back to feeling a hundred percent at
0: after his all
1: right? i mean that's
0: yeah.
1: these things can take a while you can get back to the point of where you can play or you can be like andre kasha with the boston bruins and we honestly don't know because bruce yeah. castor was just talking about it today saying you know he hasn't i mean he's progressed but i guess that's probably not the best way of saying it he hasn't regressed which means yeah. that he still needs to practice more. He needs to be skating fully with the team. And then he needs to get some games in before they really make the big decision of, do they play him in the playoffs? If they make it, that's kind of like what Calgary's going through with Matt Kachuk, except he's at a better level of, Oh no, he's back and cleared to play, but is he really a hundred percent?
0: Exactly. So it's it'll like, be interesting. It's
1: like, you see it with goalies all the time when they have hip injuries and things, it might take them a full year to get back into the swing of things. Yeah. Even if they're good enough to play.
0: Kind of like, you know, we saw with uh, David Krejci in Boston as well with his hip surgery, and then Posternock just had surgery as well on his hip, and sure, he came back and was ready to go, but that doesn't mean he's healed.
1: Right, and he's trailed off at times. Mm -hmm. He's still contributing with playmaking abilities, but he hasn't been scoring the goals. It's like Tyler Sagan last year for Dallas in the postseason.
0: Kind of like when he needed surgery, Exactly. Wow. It's almost like these are human beings and not robots.
1: And just wear and tear. Yeah. Is a reality.
0: Exactly. I mean, you hear about people like adults, everyday people uh, playing in their, you know, under 40 softball leagues and tripping over something and they bust up their knee.
1: Right. I was going to say it it's like not like they're their knee. Uh, you know, people, they, they think about athletes and they think, oh, they're, they're pretty much invincible. Well, no, no. Like, yeah. They, they do a lot of things, high intensity, but then they maintain that. Right. Like there, there is no, okay. I went and did CrossFit for the day and I came back home and I sat on the couch cause I felt dead. And now I'm just trying to recover. They can kind of do that. But then next, the very next day, 11am it's morning skate and they have another game.
0: And, you know, I think that Connor McDavid just isn't a human being because how fast he came back from that.
1: I still don't understand that one.
0: I don't either, and I watched the documentary, and I get why he wanted to come back so fast, but um, sometimes your body doesn't heal that
1: fast. It is impressive how his body hasn't been like, yeah, no. You yeah, know?
0: we're all set today, you know, just... We're done. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see, I think, as a lot of these teams wrap up their seasons to, you know, shed some light on injuries or lingering things and whatever else they're kind of dealing with. But um, where can we find you and your content, Nick?
1: You can find it all on my own website called Down the Frozen River, downthefrozenriver.com. It's, uh, it's where I write about stuff. Mostly it ruins things, but I try to get a bunch of things about the league. Later this month, as May starts and continues, I'm going to get into uh, Seattle Kraken mock draft
0: Ooh. scenarios. But
1: uh, okay. I have to kind of write all that first. I have it loosely outlined, but then I have to put, you know, a thousand words to it and explain here's why.
0: Oh, that's like the fun part, I think. Um, you know, I hope that people appreciate the behind-the-scenes work that goes into content creating because it's not always just, okay, I know all of this off the top of my head, so I can just write 1,500 words about it. It
1: turns out there's editing and revision involved, <laughs> even with the podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us. and Thanks thank for you- having me. Oh, my goodness, of course. Thank you for finally caving to my bullying and coming I up. feel like
1: 90% of the time it's just that uh, – I don't know what it is, but then 10% of the time, it's like actual scheduling problems. Yeah. But I, 90% of the time it's like, Oh, I don't feel prepared to talk flames today because yeah. I want to contribute something as we just talked about. It's not like, Oh, just wing it and release yeah, it. No,
0: see, I completely, which is
1: also kind of what we did today, technically speaking, yeah. but
0: there was no outline.
1: <laughs> There's no plan,
0: but you know, thank you so much for coming on. And I, I'm sure, again, I'll have you on during the playoffs and off season because it's a little lonely <laughs> on these one-man shows. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in, and I'll catch you tomorrow.